Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune into King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This hair-raising yarn, Story Club members, might make you stay out of the Louisiana swamps forever. It's one I call the boy who cried werewolf. Since the beginning of September, Alex and I talked about what we would do on Halloween. Whose windows we'd soap, whose garbage cans we'd tip over, what little kids we'd scare. We loved pulling pranks. We didn't want to hurt anyone, it's just our way of having some fun. Alex and I went to Blackwater Junior High in Miller County, Louisiana. We've known each other since we were in diapers watching Cartoon Network while gnawing on fudgicles. We felt like brothers. After school, we'd hang out down at Windsor Hollow, a swamp just a few blocks from our neighborhood. Our parents didn't like us messing around down there because of alligators and poisonous snakes. But Alex and I spent so much of our time there that we knew what to watch out for. We would just hang out and talk, or sometimes take our fishing poles down there and try to catch some flathead catfish or bluegills. Most of the time we would come home empty-handed, but it didn't really matter. It was just cool hanging out in our spot. Not too far from the hollow was an old cemetery that has been around since before the Civil War. It's old and kinda creepy. Every Halloween, kids like to dare each other to go out there alone and touch the grave of Emma Larson, a supposed witch who died way back in 1889. There was also another legend that kept people, especially kids, away from the swamp. Supposedly, a wolfman, or in French, a loup-garou, prowled around there when the moon was full. The story goes that Mason Beauchamp, who was an outlaw about a hundred years ago, robbing banks and whatnot, fled to the swamp and hid. And at some point in his escape, a mysterious wolf bit him. Later, it was told that Mason lurked in the swamps those moonlit nights, howling at the moon. The stories were that he looked like a giant wolf, but he walked around on his hind legs. Mason Beauchamp was never captured. Sometime later, a hunter found a pile of human bones inside an old tar paper cabin. People believed that it was Mason, who finally succumbed to old age. But others believed that it was just one of the Lou Garou's victims, and that Mason, either alive or as a ghost, still prowls the swamp around Windsor Hollow. So, the last Halloween that I saw Alex, we decided to really up the scare ante. We'd heard that Laura Parks and some of her friends were gonna go out to the old cemetery that night when the pumpkin fires were lit. 
Now, I didn't have anything against Laura. She was a cheerleader for the school football team. Go Gators. But Alex didn't like her. He said that she'd turned him in for looking at her answers during Mr. Carlson's math class. He spent an afternoon in detention and then had to deal with his parents when he got home. They were none too happy and grounded him for a week. So, of course, he'd be mad at her. So, it was Halloween night. A few days before, though, Alex and I started spreading a story around school that we'd seen some wolf tracks and then heard some howling down in the swamp and that maybe old Mason Beauchamp, the Lou had come back from the grave as a werewolf ghost. Most everyone knew that we were putting them on, and they were right. But some, I could tell, some were scared, even when they laughed it off. Alex's dad had this old gorilla suit that he wore once to a Halloween party down at the lodge hall. It was way too big for Alex, so we packed it with pillows and stuffing. It made Alex look huge and muscular, which heightened the effect. He put on a pair of his dad's old painting pants and a ratty flannel shirt. For the mask, we both chipped in money from our lawn mowing jobs over the summer and bought this Hollywood-style one off eBay. It was better than those cheap rubber ones that sell down at Driscoll's drugstore this time of year. I could barely look at the photo of it online when we were bidding. It was that creepy and unnerving. It even had these glowing, light-up red eyes. This thing wasn't made of rubber and fake fur. It was crafted from nightmares. So anyway, a bunch of the cheerleading squad, led by Laura Parks, were walking down the path toward the old cemetery. It was pretty easy to spot them in the moonlight. They were all dressed up like angels and princesses and stuff in sheer white and glowing pink. They looked like they should have been on top of a birthday cake or something. Anyway, our plan was that I would make a bunch of noise on the path, hiding behind some trees. I would at first snap a dry branch or two, then make some low, rumbling noises in my throat. When the girls were good and creeped out and just about to touch old Emma Larson's cracked and weather-faded gravestone, Alex would jump out and scare about three inches of growth off them. Then, something strange happened. I was snapping twigs as planned and didn't overdo it. I didn't want the girls to lose their nerve. I could hear them whispering, what was that? And sounded like it came from over there. And maybe we should get out of here. So I stopped cracking dry sticks. But then I heard some other sticks cracking over on the far side of the cemetery. At first, I figured it was Alex. I had to bite my tongue to keep from laughing and spoiling the whole effect. But then I could see the dim, hulking form of Alex hiding behind Emma Larson's stone. He wasn't moving. He was just crouched there. Something else was moving and toward us. So it looked like Laura took the dare and walked up to the headstone, the other girls giggling nervously and clutching each other. Once Laura got to the stone and stuck out one of her long, slender fingers to touch the stone, Alex jumped out and roared. I couldn't believe how realistic his roar was. I knew he'd been practicing for weeks, but this was perfecto. Then I realized that it wasn't him. It was the thing standing behind him. It looked like it was nearly eight feet high with burning eyes that looked like trash fires at the city dump. The Lou Guru? Laura and the girls screamed and ran. I heard Alex's muted scream under his eBay werewolf mask. I ran too. I ran as hard as I could for about a quarter mile. Then I realized that I couldn't just leave Alex alone back there with whatever that was. I grabbed a baseball-sized rock and dashed back to the graveyard. But it was empty. 
no monstrous, scary form, and no Alex. He was gone. I went to the police and they conducted a search for weeks, but no sign of Alex turned up. Well, besides a piece of torn cloth from that old flannel shirt, that was the only sign that he'd ever been down in Windsor Hollow that night. I still go down there, hoping to hear from my friend, but he's not there. But some nights, when the fat moon peeks out over the Spanish moss in the trees, I can hear a faint howl like that of a wolf. I don't know if it's real or imagined on my part, but I walk home a little faster every time. Ugh, I miss you, buddy. Wow, the narrator of that story and his friend Alex opened up a serious can of fleas when they messed with the werewolf of Windsor Hollow. He's lucky that the Lugaru didn't get him too, as when werewolves eat, they wolf you down. <laughs> Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.